0: Hey good people, it is Jody of Fervor Voice. It's Monday, April 17th, and I'm here to talk to you all about some things that I've been experiencing. And uh since we are one year past, and that's the name of the series now, one year past, because it's a year after I started my podcast and I'm learning some things and understanding some things that I wasn't understanding before, and I think it's important to kind of highlight those things. So Let's go ahead and get started on that work. I'm going to highlight some things that I'm doing and some things that I'm feeling and understanding now, one year past the time that I started this podcast. So let's do the work, y'all. Let's go. Hey, hey it's Jody. I'm back, ready to talk, ready to chat it up. My same winded might sound a little different. Y'all know if you listen to me, I pretty much. I. Do my walking and do my clearing out. And I do my podcast while I'm doing my walking and my clearing out. So, depending on what hill I'm coming up, walking up, I might feel a little bit windy. Excuse my voice, y'all. Decent inflection for sure. Just wanted to talk about what I see, uh, what I'm feeling, what I'm doing now. A lot of different things have transpired, of course, uh, since that one year. A lot of healing has happened, a lot of tears, a lot of just different things in general. I see that now, my yoga practice for instance, so much more calm because I'm breathing and I just kind of threw that out. Just the way that I breathe and my breathing has literally helped me in different ways, just long, deep breaths. And I noticed that people who are kind of new to yoga, I can always tell because they're working so hard to try to be perfect and they're out of breath and they you know, chaotic. And that translates into life as well. I'm starting to see now, not starting to see, I've seen it, I just haven't really put a name on it. The way we perform in things just on a day to day has so much to do with our lives. It's exactly what we do. So if you, for instance, if you're a yogi and you come in there and you working so hard to outperform everybody else, that's kinda of how you it's kinda of how you live your life as well. Not focusing on the basis of the actual act. My husband and I did yoga twice? I believe it was twice. And it's crazy because he did it like right after he'd had the knee replacement. So you know, you wanna stretch your legs out, you don't want to get yourself situated and everything. And at this time this was You know, people were in the house. They weren't really going to the studio and doing their yoga. This is when everybody started doing things at home because of COVID. So we did the yoga practice one time, and it was, you know, pretty, yeah, pretty basic and everything. I believe this was during COVID. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe this was during a time where... I just wasn't comfortable being around, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, I do remember practicing twice with him. First time, it was pretty basic, lightweight. The second time, it was like, okay, come on, you know, Mm -hmm. just do the practice with me. We're at home and everything. And he was trying to challenge. He was more interested in holding the postures and he was more interested in that. And after we finished, he was like, yeah, I saw you breaking down. I had a fit, I had a fit and went off. And I went off because that is not what yoga is. It's not whether or not you do it better than anyone else. It's whether or not you are able to listen to your body and challenge your body to its absolute max, if that's what your body is calling for. It's about listening. To yourself, into your own body. There's no way in the world our bodies are calibrated the same. So we're not going. We're not going to call for the same thing. So if I don't do a particular posture, or if I modify a particular posture, it doesn't make me any stronger or any weaker than the next person. It means that I'm either listening, or it means that I've made a decision to do something differently. That's all it means. Yoga is about listening to your body. Yoga is about calming yourself and about acceptance. That's what it's about. You won't hurt yourself on that mat. And I I know people have seen different poses, postures and things where people are twisting their body. You won't hurt yourself on that mat until you stop listening to your body. That's the only way you can hurt yourself on that mat. So again, the way you perform, just those general tasks or those main things that you do, that's the way you perform in life. I'm thinking about this woman that comes into the studio and she's always working, working, working to just outdo. You can see it, it's very chaotic, really chaotic practice. That doesn't lead to anything other than a chaotic life. I'm no, I'm, I'm. I know that now. I'm feeling that now. I'm understanding that now. So beyond that, the activities that you choose. So because I have, a little more time, a little more freedom to do some things. My daughter has said to me, you know what? I'm, an, I, I think I'm gonna order some skates. I'm gonna order some skates, and you know, we start talking about it. And I thought about, you know what? I skated as a kid. Outside and then, when you get older, you know you go to the skating rink at night and all that good stuff. My sister would, you know, take us skating on Sunday nights. That was in my area. Sunday nights, that was the, that was the R&B night there. So we would go, and I remember that my friend, two of my friends, were in the car. And we were leaving. Skating was already over, over around ten o'clock, ten thirty, something like that. Was already over, so we were headed home. Okay, what are the chances that I'm walking and my husband drives by? He's so silly. I'm glad y'all didn't even hear what he said. Anyway, so we're leaving. It's like 10, 10:30. Cause like I said, around 10, 10:30 when we leave the skating rink. Pitch black out. Of course, people are hanging out, talking, laughing, and everything. We're headed home. Then I see and hear gunshot. And I see my two friends. Never forget it. They just so happened to be standing in the line of that fire. Somebody came by just opening up, just bah, 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 bah. and I literally saw where the bullet hit their legs and how they just dropped to the ground. I literally saw that. We were only in seventh or eighth grade. We were in middle school. We weren't even in high school. That was the end of skating for me. I still had my skates. I had them in my car. I had, and and I'm saying I had them in my car, but those are the skates that I kept from like 13, 14 years old, all the way into my adulthood, 20, 21 years old. I, Just held on to them. They were black skates. I remember they had red wheels and I had um, red and white pom-poms on the front. I I remember those skates. And I had them in my car. I had them in my car for years. Then I finally got rid of them. Because that trauma, that experience there, I just didn't want to, just didn't want to do it anymore. I just, I just stopped. I just let that thing go. My friends did recover. They're wonderful people. (laughs) They're fantastic people. Uh, Just some strong young ladies. Strong young ladies. Yeah, Great aunts and mommies. Those two are Inky and Tanya. (laughs) Smiling just thinking about them. A lot of funny stories. Anyway. After that, I had my kids. And of course, if you have kids, they're gonna be skating. And I bought my kids skates and I would drop them off at the skating rink, let them do their thing. Then I bought skates for myself because I was like, well, I'm gonna participate too. And I did, I did start to participate with them with skating, but it was on more of a kid level, so I didn't skate very much. Years passed, right? 52. 51 years old, right? my daughter said she's going pick to pick that back up. She remembers how her and her brother was skating in the basement. She remembers how they would have fun on their skates and everything. She said she wanted to pick it back up. So, no. I started thinking about Why don't I skate anymore? What happened? And I recall that. And I recall that trauma. But that's the same trauma that I had as a maybe three, four-year-olds, when I picked up my father's gun and shot it. Then dropped it crying. I, I remember that like it was yesterday because I almost shot my mother. She was smart enough to duck when she sees a gun in a child's hands. And that's exactly what she did. That trauma carries on, especially after my son having died from a gunshot, to be exact. That trauma lives on. And after I thought about it, I said, I need to, I need to tap into that. I need to not let that deter me from the things that I enjoy doing. Well, here I am all these years later, right? (laughs) Picked up skating again. And it's weird because No one else will getting with me. Nobody wants to do that. It's like, you know, people my age, they don't do that. I might fall. I might do, you know, whatever. And then I get online. I start looking. I'm like, wait a minute. There's some old school people in there rolling. And I've learned that I don't have to have people with me to do anything. I've known that. But now I practice it even more enjoying things that I like to do on my terms, on my time, when I want to do it, where I want to do it. So I have several pairs of skates now. (laughs) I've really started to invest in that. Several pairs of skates, different wheels for different things. So I can go to the store and just hear a certain song. And I need to skate. I will go to the nearest sidewalk nearest park, whatever, and I whip my skates out. Because I keep my skate. I keep a pair of skates in my car. All the time. Because that's when I get, kind of where I get my release. Is where I get my little joy. Just skating. Something that seems so, yeah, that kind of almost seems ridiculous, right? At this age, but there's something about it that gives me release, it gives me enjoyment, it's almost like like a little party that I'm having. And it is about myself a little bit, but hey, it's something that I enjoy doing. And I understand that even though it may not be popular to most, it shouldn't stop me from doing what I wanted to do or doing what I want to do. So I do end up going by myself because I'm just not in that age bracket where that's popular. It's popular for people to go and sit down at a restaurant and eat at this page. But that's not helping my energy. That's not helping what I need to do. Sitting down and having something to eat, that's fine. That's fine. But it's not what's helping me. So I think after a year, a year past, enjoying my life in a way that only I can define it. Experiencing things that at one point, we're just off limits. And being open to them again. Because I think there's part of my childhood that was stopped when I saw, my friends, when I saw Inky and Tanya get shot. A part of my childhood literally stopped right there. And I put something down that I loved and that I enjoyed doing. And now I'm back into it. I'm much better than I was before. And I'm getting better and better at it. Taking me longer, sure. <laughs> because there's some things I'm just not gonna do. Not at this stage, I'm just not gonna do it. But a year past has definitely taught me that I don't need anyone riding by my side to go and do anything it. that I wanna do because it just may not be popular to other people. My energy is different, I'm seeing things differently and I don't have certain things that I have to do. in of course, of the day, I have some things. I have a couple people that I have to coach. So, yeah, I have that, but I still have my day. I absolutely have my day. I'm starting to realize that I'm more accepting of other people's actions, of other people's opinions, and it has given me such peace. When you don't have an opinion about what somebody else does, it just rolls off your back it's all good oh okay and you let that thing go now there are some times where i'm gonna have to sit down and i am gonna have to write about certain things that happen and i'll sit down with my journal about something and i'll write it out and i get it out and sometimes it requires more than one journal entry to do it but i will do it because that's what i need to keep myself light to keep myself focused on whatever it is that I need to do. There are people in my in my immediate circle that I've come to know because of you know, the death of our kids. There are people that I have come to know. I'm starting to see that they're on a different path. And I'm also starting to see that I'm no longer that person that's trying to jump and, and tell them what they should be doing. You need to do this. You should do this. I don't do any of that anymore. Why? It's just not necessary because I'm accepting of the fact that the journey that that other person has is going to take them the amount of time that they choose and their choices absolutely impact that time. So when I have those friends, when I have those people in my loop, that say, I'm just not ready, I'm just not ready. Okay. And you don't have to be. I do understand and I do get that there are certain things that you are going to need to step back in and do if you wanna heal. But if you remain on the I'm not ready wheel for too long, tell you (laughs) when i tell you there's a cost and that cost is great and i don't really care what it is it could be about weight it could be about finances if you stay on that wheel of i'm not ready yet for too long the cost may be more than you're able to pay back do you still fooling with some things that you say to yourself, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but don't feel guilty about it. You can go on in and keep doing it. Just understand what the cost will be. And accept that. My level of acceptance have has come up so much and it has given me great peace. <laughs> great peace think on this episode what I want people to understand is that there is likely and I I can't really think of anything. Acceptance is probably the most important thing that you can work on in your life. Acceptance. You don't have to agree. Acceptance though. Whatever it is that your friend wants to do. Whatever it is that your partner or spouse wants to do acceptance of that but you will also have to accept what your role is in it do you continue and if the answer is no are you brave enough to handle what comes next life is such a mystery (laughs) and it's one that has to be I mean I know people say journey that's one thing I think it's heavier than a journey the journey is one thing But a mystery, my goodness, like my uh, son would say. And I didn't even realize it (laughs) until the other day. (laughs) One thing about it, two things for certain. I don't even, uh, I don't say that, but I think it's funny. But yeah, that's more of a mystery. Life is more of a mystery. I know people say, I'm on this journey, this, that, and the third. Man, this is a mystery. You don't know what the hell. You, you you just gotta figure it out. Just gotta figure it out. I think another thing that I've learned, and I, there's so many things, I just literally had to break it up. But another thing that I've learned is grasping on to the latest thing going, uh, that's not a thing. It is not a thing. The things that have gone on, with the people around me lately, with their self-diagnosis. And I know about myself that, and I know about, and then I know. Listen, one thing I know for sure, when you think you know everything about yourself, you don't know anything about yourself. Because what you think that you do, what you think that you say, how effective you think that your actions may be, look totally different to somebody else. Totally different. Give me an example. I'm in class. Instructor asked a question. The lady answered the question. Then I was asked a different question. But I wanted to circle back on the question that she had asked the other individual. And I did, after I answered her, after I answered what I needed to, I said that I wanted to circle back. Well, I said what I said, and my instructor didn't like that. Now to me, to me, I was giving a more positive outlook on that. You know, or my outlook. On that particular question. And she didn't like that. And she made a couple, she made a comment that I felt like was inappropriate. Uh, yeah, whatever. I'm not gonna worry about it. We always respond from our faith, wherever we are. So that was her space. That's where she was coming from. Instructor or not. Instructors are not perfect instructions go too hard sometimes but I didn't respond I laughed about it because I thought it was funny because of, you know to me it was just a bit out of pocket but it was still funny so all that to say you may think you are being perceived a certain way because you could be honestly doing things responding in a way that is from the heart giving the best that you can. And it simply may not look like that to someone else. So if you're spending your time analyzing yourself from your space, from your life, it's not going to be what you think. (laughs) I talked about that, I've spoken about that before, about how you don't learn from just your own experience. You don't learn anything from just your own experiences. The outside experiences and what you're willing to take in, what you're willing to be open to is how you learn. But when you spend your time self-diagnosing, you're cutting yourself off from a lot, huge amount of information. Hey, good morning, how you doing? huge amount of information, but when you do that, you're cutting yourself short. Not only are you cutting yourself short, well, you're, if I can say this. You're messing, you're, you're messing up. You're on the hamster wheel, that's, that's good. You will remain on the hamster wheel if that's all you're gonna do. Because when you say to yourself, oh no, this is just what I have to do, and I have, no, you have free will. You have free will. And until you recognize that, putting your free will together with other information, folks that are educated to and folks that are experienced with certain things, You're probably not going to come with the greatest or the strongest defense for yourself and for your life. So be careful with that. Have a balance with this social media thing, with the professionals that are there to help and to serve you and with yourself. Because this self-diagnosis thing that people have going on and I can't, I can't because of my such and such and my this and that and my... Yeah, we all have some of that. We all have some of that. I can promise you. Yeah, I'm carrying the PTSD thing too. I'm carrying the trauma too. I don't know anybody who is not. It's no excuse to stop walking. It's no excuse. And we do get tangled up sometimes. And we do have to just stop. That's cool. Stop and get your water. But you gotta got you gotta get back in the race. You gotta get back on the track. The cost is great when you don't. Much greater than you think. Much greater than you'll be able to pay. Give that some thought. Give that some thought. Because one year past, I'm feeling in a way that's far more sensitive. I don't have that grind that I had before where I had to be in this place, that place, get this done, that done. I can focus on what needs to be done now. And I can see much clearer because I'm required to focus now. There's nothing else there. Everybody else's timeline doesn't exist with me. Thank it for me. Stay in the race and don't get bogged down. I'll noise, balance it out. Your resources, yourself, your commitment, your goal. Yeah, that needs to be balanced out for the best outcome. It's important have a conversation with those that wanna grow, but those that don't, other than to expose them, what you're experiencing. You can't make anyone do anything, but surround yourself with like-minded folks that want to grow. That's what will grow us. And those that don't want to grow, maybe don't want to grow now, but you owe it to them to at least expose them to what it looks like, what it sounds like. And hopefully one day they'll come around.
1: In the meantime, keep
0: yourself growing one year past. Thank you for spending some time with me, y'all. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, hey. You know me. I'm back for the recap. Ooh, I was winded on that one. Back for the recap. All right, I'm back. Okay, so... Starting off this episode, this is One Year Past, and we're going to call this series One Year Past. I think I'm going to have to redo my numbering on here so I can keep up with it as these episodes kind of accumulate. So this is One Year Past, and it's, um, yeah, it's some work, but it's still a a reflection as well. So I started off talking about the way you perform your tasks. Uh, the way you perform your tasks in the day-to-day, that is, it's, I think it's a reflection of the way you live your life. Take a look at the way you perform tasks and be honest about it, and you will find that, yeah, it's yeah, it's how you live your life. My husband is so competitive. I gave you that example about when we were doing yoga. Like, he is so competitive. That is just his nature. We play dominoes. It's like he's got to take, and he keeps all the scorecards, he, he keeps all of them, and he counts to see how many games he's won, how many games I've won. That's straight competitiveness, but that's uh, that's just his nature. Sometimes it's a benefit, so I mean, I okay, I'm good with it. I'll take it. And I talked about the connection to trauma, how my traumatic experience is connected to so many things. Well, actually, I, I talked about two things in, in particular about my friend being shot and how I stopped skating and, you know, about me having, getting a hold of a gun when I was a a baby and uh, shooting it and the trauma that kind of had with me and then BJ being killed by gunfire. And I think about how I struggled too. I forgot to mention this, but I even think about how I struggled when I was in the military. I struggled uh, having to shoot the weapon. It, it made me emotional, and it was, yeah, I mean, I just figured that out a few months ago. That's what that was. That's why I used to cry in the foxhole. Yeah, that's what it was. So your connection to your trauma, you have to, if you want to grow, if you want to get past it, if you want to do the things that you want to do, you're going to have to tap into some of those things that stopped you, slowed you down, scared you, and made you look the other way. Because you'll find some things that shock you. And it will, it will encourage you to help others to do the exact same thing. If your mothers, if your fathers, you tell your kids, listen, you got to go back and revisit that. I know it hurt. I know it was painful, but you have to go back and revisit that so that you can build. Last but not least, just learning beyond yourself. This era of kind of self-diagnosis—I mean, it's good to a certain degree because you do want to have your own independent intelligence. Like, that should exist as well. But that shouldn't be your only resource. You do need to seek out those who have professions in certain areas and just... You got to pay people to help you, period. You got to pay people to help you. You can't do everything on your own unless you're somewhere living off the grid. No disrespect to those folks because I, hey, I appreciate that. I watch something like that on TV. I can only watch it for about 15 minutes and it sends me to another place. I can't watch that kind of stuff because I know the types of things I'm used to having. But if you're able to do that, if you're that strong, if you're that committed, I applaud you. But I'm just saying it takes a whole nother mindset to live that way. You cannot do everything on your own, and we all need to kind of seek some independence at the same time. So there's a, there's a strong balance there, but yeah, start thinking through that thing. That's what I had on this episode. I enjoyed it, and I'll be back with you soon for another one. I'll see y'all next week. Peace.